0: Well, I'm I'm excited to be talking tonight because it's Easter Sunday, which is a significant time uh, as a Christian in our journey. And um, today was the day where Jesus resurrected. That was was shocking. This is like The reason why we're in this room right now was because of that event. I want to hear some... uh, 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 right, here's what's going to happen, okay? I'm going to preach and uh, I don't want to preach to myself. I want to hear some excitement if you're excited about Jesus tonight because Easter happened 2,022 years ago. Jesus died on a cross. Three days later, he rose from the grave. That is the most incredible thing and we're here celebrating it tonight. And... uh, I'm really excited to share my heart. We're um, preaching from a passage today which happened when Jesus was on the cross, and it's from Matthew chapter 27, verse 50 to 56, and and, uh, I'm also going to share some other thoughts around that, which is really exciting, but Matthew 27, from verse 50 to 56, says this, it says, then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, the tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people." The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the son of God. There's a lot in this passage. And, um, and what we see here is uh, Jesus uh, dies and a few things happen. And uh, I'm going to point a few things out, which is really, really exciting. And uh, the first thing uh, which we heard from Pastor Sheridan and Jan this morning and on Friday uh, was around verse 51. It says this, it says, the curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, that is incredibly significant because if you don't know what the curtain represents, that is a barrier between you and the presence of God, essentially. And so in the temple, there's this curtain, there's this veil, and uh, only the high priest was permitted to go in there once a year. And uh, there's a couple of verses, Exodus thirty ten. it says this, Once a year, Aaron must purify the altar by smearing its horns with blood from the offering made to purify the people from their sin. This will be a regular annual event from generation to generation for this is the Lord's most holy altar. It also says in Hebrews 9, 7, but the only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year. And he also offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. Uh, imagine this. Once a year, Pastor Sheridan went beyond the curtain into the temple on behalf of you and me, Killed an animal, spilled its blood out, and uh, that was so our sins could be forgiven. That's, (laughs) That's crazy. That's dodgy. That's weird. And what happened is we see when Jesus died, the curtain was torn in two. What that represents is now we have direct access to the presence of God. That means that now Pastor Sheridan doesn't have to do everything for us and we hope that everything is going to be good and that we can actually have direct access to the presence of God, which is an amazing, amazing thing. That's what Jesus did on the cross. Because you see, Christianity was never meant to be about religion. Christianity was never meant to be about rules and regulations. It was always meant to be about relationship. A relationship with God and what Jesus did when he died on the cross 2022 years ago was he made a gap. He made a bridge in the gap so that we can now have direct access to the presence of God, which is amazing. That's some good news for everybody in here. There's something else in this passage which um, absolutely blows my mind. And every time I hear about it, I just... I can't even fathom it in my mind. It's crazy. It says this from verse 51. It says, The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. This is nuts. Who's seen Michael Jackson Thriller? The classic music video. (laughs) This is Michael Jackson thriller in real life. Like there are literally people coming out of graves, out of uh, rising from the dead. That's insane. I thought Lazarus was crazy. One person, but a whole, can't even fathom. It's crazy. And it doesn't really say that. It says that for th- it was not until Jesus resurrected that they left and they went to Jerusalem. So for three days, they were in the cemetery Having a party or something? I don't know. What were they doing? Like catching up on how each other died or something? Like (laughs) this is crazy stuff. And and uh, and when I was uh, reading this, I was just like, "Man, God, what? Like this is absolutely insane. This is crazy." And I heard God speak to me clearly. And this is what I felt God say to me. I said, "Because of what I did on the cross, things that are dead can come alive again." And I want to talk about that for a bit because that's some good news for some people in here. That's some good news for me. If you are in here and you're in a place of hopelessness, did you know that hope can come alive in your life again? Did you know that in your here and you need just a sense of love? You don't know what love feels like. Can I tell you that Jesus can bring that to your life. He can make that come alive in your life. This is an incredible, incredible thing that took place If you need peace in your life, maybe you have anxiety and you're really, really struggling with anxiety, can I tell you that Jesus can bring peace into your world? He can make it come alive in your life. This is what we're celebrating at Easter, which is amazing. This isn't just about gathering in a church and talking about this thing that some guy with a beard and a long hair died on a cross for us. This is so significant. This is something that we live in every single day. On Good Friday, Jesus was brutally murdered on a cross for you and for me. For you and for me. Some of you might be going, man, Jesus doesn't even know who I am. How can he bring peace into my world? How can he bring love into my world? How can he give me hope? He doesn't even know who I am. Maybe you even don't believe in him tonight. What can I tell you? Jesus is the son of God and is God. He knows everything about you and me. That is some good news. He came, died on a cross for you and for me. Because he loves you. Because he loves you. Did you know that at the foundations of earth, of the world, God thought of you? God designed you. He wanted you. He has a plan and a purpose for every person's life. His original design for you is the greatest life you could ever imagine. And he's simply just saying, would you come and follow me? Which is amazing. Romans 3.23 says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. You know, uh, the amazing thing about what Jesus did on the cross is that it's not just so we can have eternal life, but it's also so we can walk with him every single day. And his promise is that he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. He will never. That is an incredible, incredible promise. He also died so that things that were buried in our lives can come alive again and we can know what it is to be loved by Father God. I'm excited tonight because a part of my message, we're going to be sharing communion together. And if you didn't grab uh, a commun- the communion emblems on your way in, can you put your hand up? The host team will find you and we're going to share communion together. And I was thinking of what I wanted to say as we went into communion and uh, I felt God was really wanting me to talk about what the reality of being washed is. It sounds like a very theological sort of crazy thing. And I'm excited to talk about it, the thought about being washed and what that means. And uh, Romans 5.1 says this. It says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with god because of what jesus christ our lord has done for us. Hebrews 9 also talks about the blood of jesus being able to cleanse our conscience from dead works in order to serve god. And so what what that means is that we don't need a priest to go into the temple for us and to spill the blood of an animal But we have direct access to God. And because of what Jesus did, he got rid of of the penalty of sin. And he now has forgiveness to offer us, which is an incredible thing. When we come to God and realize what Jesus has done, everything changes in our world. Everything changes in our world. He has cleansed us not just externally and helped us get out of things we shouldn't, but he also cleans us internally which is an incredible gift, which he's offering to every person. He wants intimate relationship with every person. God sent Jesus to die on the cross at Easter so that we could get out of a sin conscious into a son conscious. I'll unpack that a little bit. Sin conscious is when all I'm aware of is how worthless I am. I'm aware of the sins which I'm doing. I'm aware that I'm not enough. I'm not living in the original design that God has for me. But sun conscious is where I live. Aware and in the reality that I am a son or a daughter of the king. Right. A son or a daughter of God, which everybody is. Yeah. That's the reality. We live in the reality of knowing what Jesus did on the cross for us, therefore knowing that we can be right with God. Which is incredible. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5:21. It says for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I'm going to say that again. 2 Corinthians 5:21, for he made him Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. We need to understand what Jesus did on the cross for us so that we can walk into His original design. We need to understand what Jesus did on the cross for us so that we can be set free. We need to understand what Jesus did on the cross for us so that we can accept the gift that He has for us. Uh, We were just singing a song before. Here I am to worship. It's an incredible song. And the, uh, the bridge, it says, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. The thing is, I love this song, but I sing that slightly differently. I don't sing, I will never know. I sing, I need to know. Because I need to know how much it costs. Because God paid the ultimate price for my freedom. Paid the ultimate price so that I can be set free. So that I can have a relationship with Him. The greatest gift. And if we don't know how much it cost on that cross, we're not going to step into what God has for us. Which is amazing. It's the best thing. You know, it says in the Bible as well, it says that we are called to love one another like he, uh, he loves us. We can't do that if we don't know how much it costs on the cross. Because when I know how much it costs on the cross for Jesus to die for me, and I get revelation of that, and oh my gosh, I understand God's love for me, which by the way, you will never understand how much God loves you. It is that much. When I start to understand how much love God has for me, I understand how much love God has for you. And for you, and for you, and for you, and for you. Because there's no favoritism with God. He loves everybody. When He was on that cross, He was thinking of you. He was thinking of me. And so we got to know how much it cost on that cross. It's a big, big price that He paid for us. It says in John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. When we understand what Jesus did on the cross for us, we start to walk into the abundant life that God has for us. Because suddenly we're washed When I say that, suddenly the sin conscious in us dies and the sun conscious wakes up. Because we understand what God did on the cross, what Jesus paid. And we live in the reality of that. Friends, we're called to live in the sun conscious, knowing who we are and whose we are knowing that God paid a high price because he loves you so much. We can't afford to live less than what he's paid for. Jesus became sin so that you might become right with God.